Bradshaw tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the broadcast. I hope you had a great week. My week, I have to tell you, was a little bit different. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm somebody that has just tons of ideas and I have a hard time getting things done. Now, I know that would surprise a lot of you because a guy who has written 31 books, that's a lot to get done. And I do that. I, I do write. I get in these, you know, phases where I will just write like a madman and, and get a book cranked out. But I've been putting off and putting off recording my books onto audio. And so I sort of made a commitment to this about four or five months ago. And I started out with credit scoring secrets. I put that on audio and that's just taken off. That's doing great over at Audible. And then this week, uh, boy, was it a lot of work. But I did it. I finished it. I recorded the entire book, the 90-minute Bitcoin quick start. I did the entire book right here in my studio. And it took me three days. I probably worked maybe about five or six hours each day recording, which you might think is not a whole day of work. But, man, is that hard work because you make one little mistake. You've got to go back and fix it. There's a lot of editing. There's a lot of requirements that Audible has that you have got to live up to. So it was a project and it is done and it feels great to have it done. So that will be sent over to audio to audible.com. I think I'll probably get that over to them tomorrow or on Tuesday. And then it takes about two weeks before it goes up there to be available for sale. So probably sometime the first week of February, you'll be able to grab the 90 minute Bitcoin quick start, the audio version. And then I've already uh, queued up my next one I'm going to do is the uh, How to Pray for a Financial Miracle book, which has been one of my most best selling books over all these years. And it's really a shame I have not done the audio version for that one yet, but that will be coming next. So look for that one to be up on Audible in about 30 days. Okay, a lot to get into tonight. I want to tell you about our special guest coming up in 27 minutes is Robert Sullivan. He's been with us two other times before, but never with us as we were commercial free, uh, which is, you know, obviously where we're at now as of June of last year. We're doing the show commercial free. So it'll be cool to have him here to do a commercial free, you know, good 40, 45 minute interview on his book, Cinema Symbolism. What a fascinating guy. And this is all about sort of secret messages or secret symbols, hidden messages that are inside of movies. And uh, we've got a whole list of movies to ask him about, and he'll be queued up to talk to us here at the bottom of the hour. We've got other great guests lined up, so just give you a quick preview. Next week, Laurel Dishman is here. Uh, she is with the International Cruise Victims Association. We do a show with this group maybe once or twice a year and talk about all of the horrible crimes, rapes, and even murders 
that take place on cruise ships and how the cruise companies even go uh, to large um, efforts to hide and cover up these crimes. Shocking interviews that we do. I know people love cruises. I spoke to a friend today who just came back from a cruise, had a great time. Another um, lady who has a, a couple of young sons and a daughter, and she just went on a cruise. They had a great time. You hear the good stories, but you don't always hear the bad stories. And the reason we do these shows is not to bash the cruise lines, but just to give people information so they know how to be more careful so they can protect themselves. So that is next week. We will have Laurel Dishman here, International Cruise Victims Association. And then in two weeks, this is going to be really fantastic. Dylan Howard will be here. Investigative reporter Dylan Howard will be talking about the book Killing Fields, which is the story of former NFL star Aaron Hernandez, who you remember was um, convicted of murder uh, and then ended up committing suicide in prison. And I don't really know, you know, I don't have all of the details on the case, but the more and more that I've heard about it, it, it just there's so much about it that is bizarre. It's it's there's there's a lot of things that intersect. You know, obviously you have the crime of murder, but you also have a guy who's an NFL star and you have questions about why would a guy who is an NFL star who's making all this money get involved with what appeared to be kind of a, a, a ridiculous, pointless crime. Um, and then you get into his childhood and there's a lot of weird things about that. It's a fascinating case that people have just not heard a lot of the details on. There is now an, a Netflix movie out on this and the book is called Killing Fields and Dylan Howard will be with us in two weeks. Okay. Want to start this with this. This week I'm turning the big 55. You know, when I turned 50, it was a big thing. It was, you know, you're turning the big five. Oh, you're 50. I don't know. 55 just doesn't seem like it has that much of a punch to it. I don't really feel I don't I don't feel anything about it. I It's just like another birthday to me. I mean, it, I guess it's significant, right? Because now at Denny's, I'm officially considered a senior citizen. Also, under Florida law, if a younger person beats me up, which uh, good luck with that, because <laughs> I, I'm a concealed carry a permit uh, weapons holder. I also am a third degree black belt. So young people beware. <laughs> but in any case, if someone beats me up that's younger than me, I'm 55. So in Florida, there's considered to be an additional uh, charge of uh, attacking the elderly. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm considered officially old, I guess. Um, and you get the discount at Denny's. So altogether, I don't know, not not a bad thing to turn 55, but you know how people put all this stuff up on Facebook when it's their birthday to, to support this charity or do this or do that. So here's my birthday request. It's really simple and it won't cost you even a penny to run over to iTunes and do a review for the show. Can you believe that I have produced going on 525 episodes of this show and we only have 24 reviews? of the show and the more reviews we get especially if they're good that really helps us to uh get some attention over there at itunes so if you like the show and you want to do something for my birthday run over to itunes you could leave just like a one sentence review it takes two seconds please give us the five stars if you like the show 
And uh, if you don't like the show, don't do a review. <laughs> How's that? But that'll be a great birthday present for me. Okay, so we continue to do these shows commercial free. And every week we have a sponsor. And this sponsor tonight is the same as last week, which I've gotten so many great uh, you know, comments from people about the sponsor we had last week. So I said, let's do it again. So our sponsor again this week is the Trump victory coin. This is a collectible coin. It is free. You just have to pay your own shipping. And uh, if you want to get all the details on it, you can go right now to coin.christianmoney.com. Coin.christianmoney.com and get your free Trump victory coin. You will have to pay a small shipping and handling charge. And there's also a lot of other really neat Trump gear over there. If you're somebody that wants to get the bumper stickers and the signs and all that other stuff, they have that too. But to get you over there to take a look at all that, they want to give you the free coin. And I ordered mine and it's really neat. And I want you to take a look at it. Tonight's sponsor, coin.christianmoney.com, coin dot christianmoney.com grab your free trump victory coin all right i am I, i'm gonna make the announcement I, I teased that i think it was last week or the week before i never gave you guys the payoff pitch so we used to have a class on how to make money online and i think we we disbanded the class i don't know it was maybe three or four years ago and there was a lot of reasons why we discontinued the class Part of it was staffing. We had some uh, some folks that were with us that were teaching some of these classes that moved on to other things. We decided, you know, let's just kind of wrap things up and put a bow on it, and that'll be the end of us doing it. We, we did it for many years. So we started teaching the online income course in 2008, and I think we wrapped it up in 2016. So a good eight years. And several thousand people went through that course. And a lot of people today, I still hear from people who have websites and blogs and are making money with videos online. They've written books and all the things that we talked about. So I decided that one thing I want to do this year, and it might take me still another two or three weeks to get this up and running. I have an idea for an online class. It's all about making money online, but it's going to take a little bit of a different turn. It's going to be titled how to retire on virtual assets and it's all about people wanting to become financially independent which is really the point of building all these online businesses and it's all about how to use virtual assets that is you know intellectual property uh, websites blogs uh, online courses of your own ebooks, print books, all the things that I'm doing right now to build from my retirement, I'm basically going to show you kind of the back end of that, how to do that yourself, how to get all of these, because you can really go one of two directions, right? You can save your money, which is a good thing, put it into investments, and then get income from your investments. But the reality is most people, even with Social Security, are not going to have enough. And even if you're pretty good at saving money, unless you've got a million or a million and a half dollars in investments, you're probably not going to have enough income. So whether you're somebody that's got a lot of money saved or someone that has no money saved, if you don't have the money to buy assets, that is rental real estate, stocks, bonds, CDs, I'm going to show you in this course 
how you can actually create your own assets that produce income. And there's a lot of different things here, blogging, websites. There's a lot of websites that will pay you to do things for them, including writing articles, um, how to self-publish books, and, and how to make money with videos, how to do online courses. All of this is going to be covered. And it's going to be through a, a platform that I've really, I, I've selected a platform called Podia, P-O-D-I-A, Podia, which allows us to have discussion groups. Uh, we, we're going to have video lessons, audio lessons. There will be PDF downloads. There'll be a lot of different ways that you'll be consuming the information. Probably my most favorite part of it is the discussion part of it, where you'll be able to post questions and comments and interact with the other students that are in the course. Uh, so really looking, uh, lo really looking forward to that. And I'm getting a message here from my producer, so I want to see what she is saying. Make sure everything is good on the sound and all that. Okay. No, that was not a message for me. <laughs> I'm part of a group message, and I don't know if you get these on your phone, where you're part of a group message. And then you people are talking back and forth, but it has nothing to do with you. <laughs> it's some they're talking to somebody else. It's in the group. So anyway, uh, I digress. My daughter, by the way, is she's living up in New Hampshire now. She moved there back in September and sent us some really incredible pictures of how much snow they have up there. And uh, their dogs love the snow. They have three dogs that, you know, were here in Florida and now they're up running around in the snow and they, they look happy. So um, all is good. But I know if you're up in Canada listening or you're up in the northeast, you're getting absolutely hit with tons of snow. I just looked at the weather. It's going to get cold again here in Florida. Uh, it's going to be down like in the 40s uh, the next two or three mornings, which is which is cold for us even up here in northeast Florida. All right. I digress. Uh, impeachment, uh, this week we're, we're going to start the impeachment trial. Uh, you know what? I still don't know. I can't imagine this lasting. Some people are saying this is going to last for months, this impeachment trial. I, I just don't see that. It's, it looks to me like maybe a two or three week, nothing burger. We already know Trump will not be convicted. And now the big battle is over whether or not there's going to be witnesses called, which did not happen in the Clinton impeachment. So they're trying to maybe follow that uh, model of what happened with Clinton. So today, uh, Gerald Nadler said, uh, quote, all witnesses must be heard, except he doesn't want Hunter Biden. <laughs> so that's sort of the. um the good news, bad news. So if they want to do witnesses, Trump is is good with that because he wants Hunter and Joe Biden to testify. But I'll tell you the weirdest thing about this impeachment trial, which is going to happen in the Senate. We have all of these senators that are running for office and we have the Iowa uh, primary coming up in like a couple weeks. Right. And so. I was watching today um, one news report where it shows where Bernie Sanders is going to have to every day almost fly back and forth between Washington, D.C. And, and Iowa to do his appearances at night and then fly back to Washington, D.C. to sit in the Senate trial uh, for Trump. So, you know, I just don't know if, if this is going to last very long. I, I just don't. I just don't see it. I, I don't know what's going to come of it. I don't know if the TV networks will all carry it live because 
nobody's going to watch this maybe the first day or two. But then this is not the O.J. Simpson trial. <laughs> this is not going to be interesting. This is going to be hugely boring. All right. One date that is coming up. Nobody is talking about the date is February 20th. And what is that date? That is the date that Roger Stone will be sentenced. And, uh, I, you know, it depends. Sometimes the day you're sentenced, you go right off to, to prison. Um, that could be the case here. In other cases, they give you a couple of months to report to prison. Probably he'll be given a few weeks before he has to officially report to prison after he's sentenced on February 20th. But it just raises the question. I know we haven't talked about it a lot on this show. Roger Stone's been a, a frequent guest on this show over the years. We haven't talked a lot about will Roger Stone get a pardon from Donald Trump? And you got to think if anybody's going to get a pardon from Trump, it's going to be Roger Stone. But then again, you've got this kind of weird dynamic going on, right? You've got the situation where there could be the impeachment trial going on still. At the same time, Roger Stone is being sentenced, maybe sent off to, to prison. So could Trump really pull off a pardon during his own impeachment trial, pardoning Roger Stone? I'm not sure that that can happen. I, I don't know if that I mean, legally, can it happen? Yes. But I'm just wondering if the optics of that is just going to be so bad that Trump can't do that. So this would be interesting to watch. Nobody's really talking about it, but we're really talking about a month from now. Roger Stone faces sentencing in Washington, D.C. in federal court on February the 20th. Uh, so it's coming up. It's it's coming up in a month. So that'll be interesting to watch. Bitcoin's wild ride. Wow. This has been a crazy weekend for Bitcoin. So everybody's been everybody in the Bitcoin community has been talking about Bitcoin breaking through 9200. This is because people follow something called technical analysis where they track the price of Bitcoin over weeks and months and they look for trends and so there's this important trend line that if Bitcoin could go over $9,200, it would signal it's time for everybody to buy. And uh, believe me, this technical analysis stuff, it sounds a little bit like voodoo economics, but people follow it. And because people follow it, it's sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy. So if enough people believe that this 9200 is a key level, then enough people buy it and then it goes up. So it, it becomes really a self-fulfilling prophecy. So weird, weird situation. So Bitcoin, in fact, breaks through $9,200 uh, over the weekend. I think it was last night it broke through. Then it just, boom, drops all the way back to 8500 And tonight is trading right now about 8700 So it's bounced back off that $8,500 level. Um, but look, if you're in Bitcoin for the short run, you know, for what it's going to do between now and a month from now or six months from now, you're probably making a big mistake because you really have to look at it on a much longer term basis. And there's so much happening with Bitcoin right now to be excited about, including one of my favorite investments, the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, 
uh, reported uh, recent inflows of two hundred million dollars uh, in its most recent report. So so there's a lot of money stock market type money, institutional money, Wall Street money flowing into cryptocurrencies. As long as that continues to happen, we're going to see prices moving up. It's just that simple. Okay, so tomorrow, the big news tomorrow will be this. Uh, tomorrow is a federal holiday, uh, Martin Luther King Day. A lot of people are off work. Uh, if you're a federal worker, you have the day off. A lot of teachers have the day off. I don't know. I, I think mail, the mail is is uh, off tomorrow also. Uh, but uh, tomorrow is uh, January 20th, Martin Luther King Day. And there is this giant gun rally that is going to take place in Virginia. Now, let me tell you what this is about if you haven't been following it. The state of Virginia is kind of a, a weird situation because historically, Virginia, outside of the Washington, D.C. metro area, so so outside into the country, generally, Virginia has been a conservative state, a red state, if you will. That has been changing. And the Democrats have recently taken control of the Virginia State Senate, and they passed three anti-gun bills, including requiring background checks on all firearm sales. So that includes like even the private sales, um, also limiting gun purchases to one gun in a 30 day period and also allowing localities to ban guns from public events. Now, this is a state, I believe, at one time that had open carry. Um, and and from what I hear, this is just the beginning of, of what they plan to do, the Democrats. And to make matters worse, um, this is where the NRA is based. Um, and so the NRA's headquarters is in Virginia, Fairfax, that is. And we have this big rally that's going to take place. So the governor has come out and said, this is Governor Northam, the guy that's okay with killing live babies, the guy that the blackface, he, he went in blackface while he was in college, the same guy. Um, he has declared a state of emergency. And so he's telling people that are coming to the rally, do not bring any firearms torches there's even a ban on drones and so people are going to from what i've read people are going to show up with firearms unloaded just to make the point that they have the right to carry their firearms um, but there there's stories of instigators nazi groups that plan to infiltrate the protest uh, other people that will will try and, you know, cause trouble. And they've already got uh, armored police vehicles uh, ready for this. It's like it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy in that it seems like the Virginia government there, the, the, the state government and the governor and all of that, they're they're setting this up in such a way for a confrontation. Um, generally, these NRA type people are, are are peaceful people. I mean, they they're all for their guns, but they're not violent people. And so I don't know that this is a good thing to be confronting them with 
armored police vehicles and 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 this kind of a a big show of force but uh the governor there is talking tough and uh man i hope nobody's hurt tomorrow but it's supposed to be a really big event who knows maybe hundreds of thousands are going to show up for this and uh the instigators could be the ones to trigger some kind of riot and uh we sure hope that everything uh is safe there for those that want to go and peacefully protest for their second amendment rights in the state of virginia okay this is weird um when i was growing up in chicago i distinctly remember one summer the city of chicago being hit by locusts and and locusts are um if you've never seen one they're about the size they can be as big as like the size of your of your finger and Ah uh, man, what, what can I compare it to? It's almost like a like a flying cricket or something like that. It, it, it's that sort of a bug, but they're they're nasty. They they eat everything in their path, and they'll kill trees, they'll kill crops. Um, if there's enough of them, they'll you know get caught into the grill of of a car and actually you know destroy a car. They can destroy an air conditioning system. Uh, get this. They have the largest locust outbreak in 25 years in Africa. This is in Ethiopia. And one swarm of these locusts was measured as 37 miles wide and 25 miles long. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? And of course, there's a lot in the Bible about uh, the end times about locusts. It's too bad we don't have one of our prophecy experts here tonight to talk about this. But um, even the one of the articles I read today about this locust swarm in Africa made the reference to uh, biblical proportions. Uh, <laughs> and no kidding, 37 miles wide, 25 miles long, one swarm of these locusts in Africa. And then uh, we move on to talk a little bit about Jeffrey Epstein here. Uh, not a lot of news this week on the Epstein case. Uh, the one big news story was that for now, the court records remain sealed. You know, we've been talking about these court records from the 2017 civil case of Virginia Jeffrey that uh, people have petitioned the court to get those documents released so that the thousand or more names that are in those filings would be known to the public. You know, let's put it all out in the sunshine. Let's see. Let people see who was involved, in fact, with Jeffrey Epstein. So right now, for now, the, the judge has ruled, no, they're not going to release those files. Um, it appears that the judge wants to take more of a measured approach and consider each individual name to be released and then to give that individual a right to challenge their name being released instead of a wholesale release of the entire uh, document, but this can be appealed, and uh, you know that's all we know for now. And so the bad guys win again uh, in keeping that information under seal. Um, there's also a new Lifetime movie coming out about the Epstein case, and I know this is ironic. <laughs> Don't laugh too loud, but uh, ABC News, yes, the same ABC News that killed. The Epstein story three and a half years ago, as per uh, Amy Robach and the hot mic moment that we all saw uh, a few weeks ago. ABC News has just released a new podcast 
about the Jeffrey Epstein case. And actually, it's really interesting. I listened to two episodes so far of the podcast. You can find it wherever you get podcasts. Just type in uh, Jeffrey Epstein, ABC News, and you'll find the podcast. I think there's five episodes currently available. I don't know how many episodes altogether they're going to release, but there's at least a handful of episodes uh, right now. Quite a few podcasts are now launching on the topic of Jeffrey Epstein. And we'll close out our new segment uh, with some uh, reporting and update here on Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is still recovering, you know, of course, from all the hurricane damage, but they were just hit by an earthquake with several aftershocks, leaving more than 8,000 people homeless and tens of thousands of people again without power. Man, oh man, have these people gone through so much? And it's it's so bad there. The aftershocks that people are literally afraid to go back inside their homes. They're sleeping outside in their yards, on their driveways. And on top of all of this, the eeriness of a large meteor that went streaking over the island has people there really thinking the end of the world is coming. And maybe they're right. Uh, and if things weren't bizarre enough, um, a, a group of people who were displaced by the earthquake uh, discovered a large warehouse of supplies that were sent as hurricane relief that were never released to the people, which is really a tragedy. And I, I have to tell you, as, as much as I think maybe we could have done more the federal government could have done more for the people of Puerto Rico. After you see this story and, and you can Google it and find it online, uh, there's got to be just so much corruption going on there. I mean, that that the aid we sent that this giant warehouse filled with water and diapers and and all of this, um, you know, these staples, all the things that people need and still need that it was being held in a warehouse. Someone basically had stolen it to keep it for themselves. Uh, probably somebody within the local government there. Uh, just horrible. So pray for the people in Puerto Rico. All right. Our guest is holding. We'll be back with our special guest, Robert Sullivan. We'll refire the open and we'll be back in one minute. Stand by.